Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the December 9th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're going to look at numbers 2746 through 2751 of the Catechism. Article 3. The Prayer of the Hour of Jesus. 2746. When his hour came, Jesus prayed to the Father. His prayer, the longest transmitted by the Gospel, embraces the whole economy of creation and salvation as well as his death and resurrection. The prayer of the hour of Jesus always remains his own, just as his Passover, once for all, remains ever present in the liturgy of the Church. 2747 Christian tradition rightly calls this prayer the priestly prayer of Jesus. It is the prayer of our High Priest, inseparable from his sacrifice, from his passing over, his Passover to the Father, to whom he is wholly consecrated. 2748. In this paschal and sacrificial prayer, everything is recapitulated in Christ, God and the world, the Word and the flesh, eternal life and time, the love that hands itself over and the sin that betrays it, the disciples present and those who will believe in him by their word, humiliation and glory. It is the prayer of unity. 2749. Jesus fulfilled the work of the Father completely. His prayer, like his sacrifice, extends until the end of time. The prayer of this hour fills the end times and carries them toward their consummation. Jesus, the Son to whom the Father has given all things, has given himself wholly back to the Father, yet expresses himself with a strong freedom, with a sovereign freedom, by virtue of the power the Father has given him over all flesh. The Son who made him servant is Lord the Pantocrator. Our High Priest, who prays for us, is also the one who prays in us, and the one who hears our prayer. 2750 by enter- by entering into the holy in, into the holy name of Jesus of the Lord Jesus we can accept from within the prayer he teaches us our father his priestly prayer fulfills from within the great petition of the lord's prayer concern for the father's name passionate zeal for his kingdom his glory the accomplishment of the will of the father of his plan of salvation and deliverance from evil. 2751. Finally, in this prayer, Jesus reveals and gives to us the knowledge inseparably one of the Father and of the Son, which is the very mystery of the life of prayer. Very well. So here we're dealing with the prayer of Jesus, this particular prayer that he has at his hour. I suppose it's refers especially to John chapter 17, but really it's John chapters 13 to 17. In the Gospel of St. John, we don't have an account of the the institution of the Eucharist. We have the Last Supper, but it doesn't mention the bread and the wine, uh, again, for many reasons. It could be that John already knew one of the Synoptic Gospels, perhaps Matthew, and that he uh, doesn't see the need to repeat it. Also, earlier in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, you have the whole uh, discourse on the bread of life. 
And in a sense, he deals with the content of the Last Supper in other places. But at the end of the Gospel, when he is dealing with the Last Supper, um, he doesn't focus on the Eucharist, but he focuses on this farewell discourse of Christ. That Christ, through prayer, consecrates his passion. He shows us what his passion was about. He manifests his love, a love so great that death cannot overcome it. And this is what happens at the end of the Gospel of John. So we need to see that we are given this um, this possibility of seeing the soul of Christ, of seeing him at prayer. Many times it says in the Gospel that Jesus prayed, that Jesus spent all night praying, that Jesus was praying for a long time. But uh, we don't have too much of a, a window into what he was praying. And here in particular we have this uh, fantastic section of the Gospel. And again, it is a reminder for us that we need to read the Gospels. We need to read the Bible. We need to have this and read it and read it again. Pope Francis is always saying that the Catholics should walk around with a Bible or a New Testament in their pocket, in their purse, in their uh, handbag, in their uh, briefcase, to bring a copy of the Gospels and the Psalms, or to bring a whole Bible or a New Testament, uh, but to bring the Word of God with us and to read it, not to have it as a good luck charm, as a talisman of some sort or other, but to actually spend time reading it, that this is um, part of our vocation as Christians. They were meant to be people of the Word of God. And here in particular, in John, we have this precious testimony of what Jesus' prayer was like and how he united himself to his Father's will. How, facing the cross, he united himself to his Father. That the cross, in a sense, wasn't enough. That everybody who has lived before us has died. Many people have been executed. Many people have died difficult deaths. So the fact that Jesus in his humanity died um, a difficult death, a terrible death, is not enough. But here we see how he faced death, how he joined his death to his Father. And seeing the intention helps us to appreciate the greatness of the passion and the fact that this love that he had was so great that it nearly demanded the resurrection because it conquered death. And in order to see this intimate prayer of Christ, we're invited to to read it. Very simply, this section is an invitation to read this prayer of Jesus, as I said, especially chapter 17, but in reality, 13 to 17 of John is a very good section of the Bible to read for ourselves. So very well. So this finishes the section. And uh, so there's an in brief. 2752. Prayer presupposes an effort, a fight against ourselves and the wiles of the tempter. The battle of prayer is inseparable from the necessary spiritual battle. To act habitually according to the Spirit of Christ, we pray as we live, because we live as we pray. 2753. In the battle of prayer, we must confront enormous, erroneous conceptions of prayer, various currents of thought, and our own experience of failure. We must, res- we must respond with humility, trust and perseverance to these temptations which cast doubt on the usefulness or even the possibility of prayer. 2754. The principal difficulties in the practice of prayer are 
distraction and dryness. The remedy lies in faith, conversion and vigilance of heart. 2755. Two frequent temptations threaten prayer. Lack of faith and achidia, a form of depression stemming from lax ascetical practice that leads to discouragement. 2756. Filial trust is put to the test when we feel that our prayer is not always heard. The gospel invites us to ask ourselves about the the conformity of our prayer to the desire of the Spirit. 2757. Pray constantly. It is always possible to pray. It is even a vital necessity. Prayer and Christian life are inseparable. 2758. The prayer of the hour of Jesus, rightly called the priestly prayer, sums up the whole economy of creation and salvation. It fulfills the great petitions of the Our Father. Okay, so tomorrow we continue. And tomorrow we're going to look at Numbers 2759 through 2760 of the Catechism. God bless.